Blog Talk Radio. Poultry experts from around the globe 
and they respond to them. And in the book, they'll even respond with, well, here are some things that actually do work because this statement is full of wahoo. So uh, it's really, we're working on that, trying to knock that out. The second edition of Chicken Whisperer um, uh, book is, uh, is done. We did a complete second edition uh, revision, and uh, that is complete. That should be out uh, the end of spring this coming year. In fact, your chicken poop book uh, next year. But it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a really a top seller um, as well, just like the first book, which is still, oh my gosh, Lowe's can't even keep it in stock. Lowe's have been carrying that book, Home Depot, Tractor Supply, um, and of course all the booksellers. But Lowe's, wow, they, they buy a ton of my books. I'm loving Lowe's. <laughs> so, um, in fact, I was in Lowe's the other day. I guess the other day, within the last 30 days, and uh, I went over to the book section. There was a lady who was restocking, and I asked her, I said, um, well, she, I was looking, and she said, um, can I help you with something? I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I was just looking to see because they normally have it in stock. And I said, you know what, by the way, let me ask since you're here. I was looking for the uh, Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, and, and no joke, no lie. She said, oh, that's a popular one. We always sell out of that. I'll be for sure getting more of those here next week. They're really, they sell really good. And she stocked books at a low store. So that made me feel pretty good uh, after being out for five years and uh, still selling like it is. I uh, love it. But the Factor Chicken Poop book, I think it's going to be uh, uh, another great seller because uh, it'll be one big collection of things and uh, that people that they, things that seem to go viral uh, in, in today's social media. Uh, people sharing a bunch of BS, so it'll be a, I think it'll be a great seller as well. Um, so, shorter show, a little bit different as far as when I got to run commercials and things. So I'm going to go ahead and knock out the first commercial break. We run less commercials on the show than AM, AM radio, FM radio, and TV, so no complaints. But, uh, oh, the first uh, sponsor we'll be playing here is Brensey. They're going to have a Black Friday deal coming up uh, that you'll be able to purchase online on uh, maybe, maybe some of their brand new, uh, brand new designed and released uh, incubators, brand new over at Brensey. In fact, I'm giving away the very first one in the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Uh, so um, I'll be posting that. Black Friday deal, uh, obviously, later this week. And if you're in the market for a new incubator, then uh, you might get a pretty good sale going on over at Brensey Products. When you need an incubator, think Brensey, the incubation specialists. Brensey has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Now, if you're looking for a uh, early bird stocking stuffer for the uh, chicken lover in your life, then uh, check out the Hen Saver Hen Aprons because they um, perfect size fit right down into a stocking. And if you have uh, some uh, chicken owners that have kind of an overly uh, affectionate rooster, they call it, <laughs> then uh, this might be something that you can stuff in their stocking to say, hey, I know you're a chicken lover, and here's a little something special for you for Christmas. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. 
Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. And, of course, if you have another chicken lover in your life, uh, this you may not want to do this just to anybody. You want to kind of uh, let them know they're on their way, but uh, maybe someone within your immediate family and uh, they've been wanting to add to their flock, then you can uh, – I know that uh, many of the hatcheries out there, including Ideal Poultry, are starting to do early ordering for 2017. So if you know someone who's wanting to add to their flock, uh, a few baby chicks might be in order for the – this uh, holiday season. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at idealpoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. And to wrap up this uh, first commercial break, uh, we'll go with another great stocking stuffer for that chicken lover in your life. Some tasty grubs from Tasty Worms Nutrition. Um, all kinds of great uh, snacks for the uh, chickens and your uh, chicken friend's life. But um, hey, another great stocking stuffer. Perfect size for that stocking for this holiday season. Tasty Grubs by Tasty Worms Nutrition are the original dried black soldier fly larvae made right here in the USA. Tasty Grubs are high in protein and calcium, vital nutrients for laying hens. Customers have reported an increase in shell quality, egg taste, and a reduction in molting time. For a limited time, get a bag of Tasty Grubs 100% free. Simply enter tastyworms.com forward slash whisper into your web browser and add one to your cart today. Save 10% on all other products such as dried mealworms by entering the coupon code whisper at checkout. That's tastyworms.com forward slash whisper. Now I want to make sure, I want to make sure, I want to make sure everybody heard the details of that last ad uh, that you can get a free sample of the Tasty Grubs. When you do that, you go to www.tastyworms.com forward slash whisper, not whisperer, but whisper, making it easy for you. And it goes right to a page where you can add the free bag to your cart. And so that's uh, maybe one person, uh, you know, the casual, maybe you have a neighbor. You don't really go all out for, uh, for, for seasonal gifts, but that's a free something for your, your next-door neighbor that may keep chickens. Um, and so you can do that as well. Uh, yeah, it is the season. It's the week of Thanksgiving. So I think it's uh, I think we're about ready for this, and then we'll bring on Peter Brown. Bum, 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 bum,
thank you very much for uh, staying with us today. Yep, yeah, tis the season. Haven't done that in a while, but uh, the next 30 days. <laughs> uh, hey, you never know what's going to happen here on the show. All righty, let's head over here to uh, the phone lines. we got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, joining us today. Our topic today is fatty liver disease, and uh, he's going to fill us in, so make sure you get that pen and paper out. Uh, you love it when Peter's on, and today is going to be no exception, but fatty liver, uh, add this to your Chicken Whisper notebook, all that information that our experts give. Hey, Peter, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, getting ready for the big weekend. Uh, I've got uh, went to the store, yeah, I guess grocery yesterday, and got a few things for our little family to pour, so I don't have to make this huge, huge thing. But uh, I'm getting excited for uh, Thanksgiving Day, trying to make it as homey as possible. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, the, the, one of the kids' first Christmas gifts came in the mail yesterday, so I went and got that and kind of hid it away, and then. Uh, I picked up another one on the way home actually yesterday. So we're kind of getting into the season here and uh, uh, <laughs> kind of trying to, that, trying to get that Christmas spirit. I forgot that this weekend I guess we'll have to go get our uh, Christmas tree. And um, but I'm still trying to get used to, even though this is our fourth year spending the holidays in, in South uh, Florida, is that, you know, you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt to decorate the tree. And so still trying to, <laughs> trying to get used to that. Still just something's wrong with that. Last year on Christmas morning, you were sweating opening gifts. We do it just outside in a tree. But, yeah, I'm still trying to get used to that. It's, uh, wait, something's just not right. I'm supposed to be sipping hot apple cider and having a little scarf on. You know, here I am in uh, short flip-flops decorating the Christmas tree. So, yeah, I got, kind of got to get used to that still. Um, we're getting ready with hope, hope you are, too. And, um but uh, I know we're, we're limited on time. We've got about 30, 40 minutes. But I um, want to talk about fatty liver. We've done it, but not anyhow, it's been at least a year ago since we did this. So uh, Yeah, it's been, been quite a while. I think um, one of the reasons I, I brought it up is that I've, I've dealt with it a few times here in the last three or four weeks. So I thought, what a great topic uh, you know, to bring back to the forefront. It's not something that we uh, see on a regular basis, but it is out there. And, and I just thought it would be good to... Uh, go over, you know, some of the uh, causes, possible causes, because it, it has never really been determined that any one particular thing uh, directly causes it. It seems to be a mishmash of several different things, um, you know, that can lead to uh, this particular uh, uh, syndrome, and it it, it can be uh, something that. Um, we see people post from time to time, you know, that a bird died uh, unexpectedly with what is deemed by them to not be any particular symptoms. Uh, and sometimes that, that could possibly be fatty liver, but unless you do an actual post-mortem on it, you'll never know. So um, I just thought it was worthy uh, that the couple of cases that I've had in the last two, three, four weeks, uh, they were all laboratory diagnosed. So we know that, uh, that we actually had a real bona fide case of it. And, uh, you know, of course, people contacted me, and, and uh, we discussed it about what can or can't be done. So I thought it would be a good idea uh, to bring it up again and uh, go back through it, uh, just keep it in the, in the back of our minds. Uh, and there, there are some other different theories on it, too, so we can go over some of that stuff real quick, too. It's, it's not a huge subject, um, only because there isn't volumes 
and reams of, of information uh, about this directly as, as there may be about other diseases that are more mature, uh, even though this has been around for a long time. Uh, it is not something you find in mass within a flock, whereas with some of your respiratory issues, uh, we find that, you know, uh, a few birds today and a few birds tomorrow and everybody by the end of the week. So it, there is a big difference there. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it is uh, categorized as uh, a metabolic disorder uh, or a metabolic disease, if you uh, please, uh, whichever one suits you is fine with me. Um, fatty liver disease uh, is um, um, one terminology for it, and another is fatty liver a hemorrhagic uh, disease, uh, technically one and the same as far as I'm concerned. I don't see a whole lot of difference between the two. Uh, maybe somebody smarter than I may differ with that, but that's okay. Uh, if you got it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, in my opinion. Um, trying to fix what it, <clears throat> what uh, you know may or may not be causing it uh, can be a, another whole uh, can of worms all by itself. But... Um, Basically, the metabolic disease um, is when some chemical process, whether it be genetic, uh, whether it be uh, environmental, uh, whether it be feedborne uh, or some other, interferes with a chemical process in the body, altering uh, the uh, metabolic process, if you will, because basically what this is, uh, fatty liver, is the inability for whatever reason however it was caused for the liver to uh, properly and efficiently handle fat. Uh, and um, so what happens basically is you have a, uh, an accumulation uh, of uh, um, excess fat basically in the, in the liver uh, and in the bile ducts and so on. So it kind of clogs things up and, and the, the excess fat then, uh, causes, I guess, what you would call metabolic disease. It's a fancy term, but the, the, the long and short of it is is that uh, uh, the liver ends up uh, being basically destroyed by the accumulation of the excess fat, uh, and that in, in turn <clears throat> can um, cause hemorrhages within the body cavity, within the liver itself. Um, the liver becomes uh, what we call friable. Uh, when you touch it, it just falls apart instead of being uh, uh, cohesive. And uh, when you uh, look at it, the, the, uh, a good liver is generally mahogany-colored um, from top to bottom, really nice. Uh, we've all seen what beef liver looks like, same thing. We've seen chicken livers uh, that are healthy when you buy them in the, in the uh, grocery store. So you know, when you look at it, it's, it's a nice mahogany finish uh, uh, from top to bottom. It shouldn't be bright red and shouldn't be have any spots in it and that kind of stuff. And um, these here are um, kind of yellowish uh, in, in their appearance, uh, hence the, the fat content. And um, when you touch them, the, the liver, it either falls apart or it, or it bleeds. Um, the, uh, the parenchyma uh, the, uh, on, the, on the top of the liver uh, covering uh, breaks very easily and the whole liver just starts to break down, fall apart in your hand. Uh, so you'll know it kind of when you see it. There really isn't another disease out there that I'm aware of that uh, actually has the liver um, break down in this particular fashion. Uh, we we can see problems with the liver with uh, uh, 
uh, lymphoid leukosis, which is big liver disease, but um, the liver generally is not as friable as this particular one is where it breaks down just, uh, and it's not generally yellow either. There might be other spots, white spots, uh, and so on in the liver uh, for uh, uh, big liver disease. The lymphoid leukosis, the liver is huge, just huge, and takes up the entire body cavity. So we see this more in commercial birds in, uh, in caged layers. Uh, I'm not sure um, in today's uh, day and age what uh, percentage of birds are affected. Uh, I think it's a, a small percentage in, in most cases. Uh, there may be uh, a breed susceptibility to it, um, um, meaning one breed might be more susceptible to it than another, and that's certainly a possibility, not been proven. Um, so it's kind of like groping for straws as to what the actual um, uh, what, you know what 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 it actually comes from, and, and there's a whole laundry list of, of things. But and one thing I'll talk about in, in a, a little bit more than others because I truly believe that this is certainly uh, uh, a contributory cause to this and and most other diseases. And uh, you've heard me talk about it on the show numerous times. Uh, trying to pound the point home about stress, de-stressing your flock, uh, bullying in the breeding pen, bullying on the yard, uh, bullying at the feed trough, the water trough, whatever. Um, all of these things have a, a, a profound effect on birds, and all birds handle it differently. Uh, the, the, the more subordinate birds are going to be under more pressure than, than a bird that's going to be at the top of the pecking order. So, by managing the stress within your flock, I've talked about my own flock, about how we manage stress, by, uh, especially with having so many roosters in, in my group, by taking them and, and making sure that they have adequate uh, feeding space, watering space, space to get away from each other. The funny part about it is, at least for my own flock, and I'm sure every flock is different, but these, these guys, uh, they, they act their worst first thing in the morning, and uh, that's when they're all full of, you know, uh, nonsense and go about pushing each other around and trying to be big shots and so on. But um, once they settle down, they've all had food and water and everything else. When they go out in, in, in the yard, they uh, actually will group up. Uh, there's only a small bunch of them now, 12 birds, but, uh, you know, they'll go off two or three over here, two or three over there. And, and um, you know, some males will be by themselves. Some will have a female with them. There's only a couple of females left. Uh, so the majority of them are all males. And um, this, in my opinion, is de-stressing, allowing the birds to be themselves in the beginning, but taking the feeding stress away, the watering stress away by, by allowing them to have uh, feed and water inside and outside. Uh, I think it makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, we just never have problems with, you know, watery loose droppings and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, haven't medicated the flock, and I can't tell you how many years I, I know for a fact that it's been at least... Uh, six years since these birds have been medicated in any way, shape, or form, and uh, we just don't have to do it. Um, so stress goes a long way, and I, I, I know that stress is involved uh, in, in this particular syndrome. And uh, so managing the stress uh, so that you don't have a breakdown in the bird's immune system, uh, that's why we want to manage that stress. Um, with the uh, corticosteroids that are given off, uh, by the birds when they are stressed like that shuts down the immune system plus the breakdown of the mucus lining in the gut protecting the uh, uh, the lining of the gut and, and entry of uh, pathogens into the uh, bloodstream uh, means an awful lot so uh, 
I think that you know that's one of the first places that that I I would certainly uh, uh, start and look at uh, trying to uh, control things. Uh, whether or not it has a direct impact on, on this particular syndrome has yet to be proven. But in all of the literature that you'll ever read on it, uh, it's always stress is always uh, one of the first things and not one of the last things that is 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 on most lists unless they do the list unless they do the list alphabetically. Okay. Um, excessive calorie intake. Birds that um, and we've talked about this before again numerous times. Uh, birds that are um, subject to uh, a lot of treats, a lot of uh, uh, excess calories uh, being given to them, whether it be through table scraps uh, or whether it be through uh, you know that afternoon scratch pile of scratch that you put out for them or other treats, whether it be mealworms. Uh, and so on and so forth, um, all leads to um, we know for a fact that a lot of the birds um, that have this uh, problem, uh, the fatty liver, have a tendency to be overweight by by uh, at least um, 15, 20 percent, in some cases even more. So that uh, excessive body fat um, is not doing them any any good. Uh, and especially if the liver, for whatever reason, is having difficulty processing it, uh, it's going to lead us back to this uh, this problem with the uh, uh, with the, with the liver becoming fatty, greasy, uh, yellow, uh, and breaking down easily, and causing mortality, sudden death, uh, and and those kind of things. So um, you want to take a look at you know the protein that you're feeding. Um, the excess corn that a lot of people like to feed in the in the winter time. Um, we also look at this being um, a problem many times in birds that are high producers, and this probably has to do uh, with the amount of uh, uh, lipids and fats that get put in the yolk and so on and so forth. And uh, but in most cases, most of this has has not necessarily been proven. It's all uh, uh, conjecture, and um, but. Uh, when when necropsies are done and notes are compared, these are the things that you generally will see: birds with an excessive uh, body weight, uh, excessive fat in the body cavity, um, leading to excessive fat in the liver, uh, and and that kind of thing. So I would you know reevaluate if it has ever become a problem or you've ever had a bird with it. Um, you know I I would certainly you know evaluate some of the things that I'm doing, and we all know that even when you give treats, some birds like it, some don't. So the excess treats that are left around, the one that likes it, uh, will finish what the other birds don't eat. And that becomes a problem uh, as, as well. I see it all the time with, with folks, uh, um, and we've talked about it numerous times, spent literally hours, I would think, over the years, talking about you know giving the excess uh, food uh, that birds really don't need. If you're buying a good quality, uh, complete feed at the feed store, it's about all your birds need because it's called a complete feed for a reason. That means there's everything that they need to grow and thrive and do well and lay eggs for you, uh, you know, in in that bag. I'll give you, for instance, um, amino acids. Um, birds need them to to uh, to to put on weight and and do various other functions in the body. Uh, some of them have to be supplemented because a bird can't produce them itself uh, and so on. One of the most important ones is methionine. And uh, methionine uh, is uh, is involved 
in the uh, movement of uh, fat from the liver. Uh, as, and we'll get into other things that do that uh, more efficiently than just the methionine. But the methionine uh, is also uh, what we call self-limiting amino acid in the, in the fact that it, it will uh, limit egg production if it's not uh, available in, in enough of a, uh, of a quantity for the, for the bird to, to produce. So when you get away from that complete feed that has all of these amino acids in it, including the methionine, you end up... Uh, limiting what your bird's going to be able to do as far as the uh, uh, ability to lay eggs and produce and, and even so putting on weight. Uh, all of these things have to do uh, you know, with uh, meat birds as, as well. So just be careful you know, what you do when you're uh, feeding your birds and um, the excess treats that you may be giving um, and things of, of that nature. Uh, one of the other things is know the feed source that you're buying your feed from. Um, I know, I can't remember when we did it, but we did a show on, on uh, mycotoxins. Mycotoxins are naturally occurring molds that appear on um, uh, many of the feedstuffs, but predominantly corn. So when you have uh, a season where, during harvest season and, st- and stuff, that the, um, uh, that the weather is real wet uh, and very humid out, and that's a prime time for these uh, molds to grow on feed. Now, uh, it is controlled or supposed to be controlled, but um, I will tell you that all feed mills are not created equal. And um, some some of them, when they know they have uh, aflatoxin-contaminated feed, they may decide to dilute it out. And uh, um, solution by dilution uh it you know leads to pollution of the of the feed with a very toxic um, uh, mold, which is aflatoxin, which is the most uh, potent naturally occurring carcinogen known to man. It's on every cereal grain basically that you eat, um, and you've often heard me talk about you know you're going to die from from uh, the, the the garbage that you eat before anything else. But aflatoxin is one of them that uh, is controlled by the Federal Grain Inspection Service and all feed stuff, stuff, food stuffs that you eat are, are tightly controlled uh, and only allowed in parts per billion, even for chickens, supposedly. So all of these things play into it, um, the mycotoxins, um, the treats, the excessive calories, uh, lack of exercise, just like uh, in humans, lack of exercise usually leads to obesity and other anomalies. Um, the same thing goes for, for chickens, and this may be one of the reasons why uh, we do see it in, in uh, caged uh, layer birds more so than any other uh, uh, um, type of chicken. But the several cases that I've had here in, in the last few weeks, um, those were all birds that were free range. So uh, it can hit anybody and, and anybody. It really there's no, it doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. You would think that birds are you know, free-range, they're out and about, they're getting their own exercise at their own pace and so on. But um, uh, it, it is a problem uh, to some degree um, in, in these uh, um, high-producing, high, and I think part of it is high-stress birds. High, high producers are under tremendous stress. To, to produce, produce eggs every day, just putting down, you know, the the, uh, the eggshell every day requires an excess of 50% of the calcium in their body. So um, we know that you know this is part of the reason why we see soft-shelled eggs on on you know a lot of the time. So some of these things 
can be prevented. Um, people just pay attention a little bit and uh, try not to be overindulging. Uh, if you want to feel like you want to give your birds treats, uh, I suggest you do it in extreme moderation. Um, if you want to give them a treat, give them some more of the regular feed and see how they like that. I mean, it's uh, it's going to certainly be more beneficial for them than than, uh, than than mealworms or anything else that you're going to be able to give to them. So, um, but I, I would look look for that. Uh, some of the symptoms that we see with it on on birds that are you know alive and walking around are birds that are obese compared to their pen mates. Um, you may see some uh, darkening of the head and darkening of the comb, loss of color. Uh, you will see what we call scurf, which is a white material, not related to um, to um, favus or anything like that. It's just a very light. Um, uh, condition of the comb where it looks a little scruffy and, and a little bit uh, whitish and it may scale off a little bit but that's a normal occurrence for birds that are uh, not in production or losing production um, but that may be one of the tip-offs to you it's certainly a tip-off that there's something going on uh, with the bird uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's directly related to uh, fatty liver or uh, hemorrhagic syndrome but <clears throat> it can be a tip-off uh, as to the overall health of a particular bird, so it would be wise to, uh, you know, to pay attention, uh, you know, to that. Um, and uh, the wattles can be affected as well. Uh, we generally see loss of color in the comb usually affects uh, the wattles. Um, the comb seems to turn turn uh, darker uh, more so than the wattles. The wattles not quite as dark, and unless things get really severe, then they both of them turn very, very dark uh, red. Um, as far as, as that's concerned, um, it may resemble uh, a, a disease that I consider a non-disease because I consider it more of an enteritis problem than anything else. But you've all heard of mud fever, <clears throat> and these they have diarrhea and will have um, will have issues um, uh, with the comb. Comb uh, shrivels up a little bit and turns turns dark and gets that scurfy looking appearance to it uh, as well. So those are some of the things that you can um, can can look for, and then again, last but not least, the sudden unexplained mortality uh, may um, uh, may lead to uh, the uh, the fatty liver and loss of egg production. Usually, that usually happens before the bird ends up dying. Obviously, so those are some of the things that that you might see there. Um, as far as the um, necropsy is concerned. Um, Again, we'll go back and look at that. Um, the friable liver, liver that just, you know, when you open up the body cavity. And if you've never done it before, if you were to um, lay the bird on its back and um, run your fingers down towards the, uh, the back end of the bird, the very end of the keel bone, pick that skin up, and with a blunt scissor, cut all the way down the rib cage, all the way to the front of the bird, both sides, peel back the, the, uh, the bird's breast, <clears throat> and right under the breast, you're going to run into the liver right there, and that'll tell you that you know what's going on right away. Um, you know the, the liver will take on uh, and have that uh, yellow um, appearance. Really, um, you'll know the difference uh, if you know what a regular liver looks like, uh, and uh, the, you'll you'll know that something's up right off the bat. And it's 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 breaks down very easily. It's uh, uh, the uh, uh, it bleeds very easily. Uh, 
and in many cases, uh, if it's gone on long enough, it's greasy. You may find fat in the body cavity itself other than by the liver itself. You may find hemorrhages, uh, uh, bleeding in the body cavity. Um, but most of all, you're going to see this uh, this body fat. You're going to see this, this yellow, uh, <clears throat> friable liver. And uh, Andy, did you want to take another quick break or... Yeah, I can go ahead and uh, do that to get that squeak that in before we wrap up in about uh, ten fifteen minutes. I sure will, folks. We're talking okay. with Peter Brown. We're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Today's topic is fatty liver. Hope you've been taking some notes. Uh, we've got more to come right after this short break. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at one 888 824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. And reminder, you can find Ware Manufacturing products in retail stores nationwide. This next one up, we're talking about uh, the sweeter heater. Folks, we've, we've, we've talked about this for years. Peter Brown talks about it on, on, on the show a lot. Um, You've got to ditch the heat lamps. If you choose, for whatever reason, to try to provide heat for your chickens this winter, it is the season, don't become a statistic. Don't kill them with kindness. Don't risk your expensive coop burning to the ground, burning your house down, burning your neighbor's house down, killing all your chickens because you want to keep them toasty warm. Ditch the dangerous heat lamps. Okay? Go with a safer heat source for your flock with the sweeter heater. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. 
They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Come back. Come back, From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. All right, thanks for staying with us today. Again, we're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. We're talking about fatty liver, fatty liver disease. Hope you've been taking lots of notes, and we've got about seven minutes left, so we'll send it back over okay. to Doc. All right, <clears throat> so um, the way that uh, fats move out of the, um, uh, or one of the ways they move, fat moves out of the, out of the liver is um, by the interaction of uh, choline, spelled C-H-O-L-I-N-E. It's a it's a B vitamin, <clears throat> and uh, its interaction with uh, methionine, which is an amino acid. Both of them are what are known as facilitators of lipid movement through the liver. So really, what it means at the end of the day, breaking it down plain and simple, is these two things work together to move uh, fat from the liver out into the to the to the body and and so on. So it may be that there is a lack of either one of these or a genetic uh propensity for the bird to not be able to use them in concert together. Uh maybe it doesn't absorb one or the other very well so there becomes a deficiency of it so that you get this uh, breakdown of the ability of the bird to move uh, the fat and uh, out of the liver. These are called um, uh, lipotropic agents, okay, and uh, they're nutritional agents, the choline and and the um, um, methionine, and uh, it's their job, uh, you know, to um, to work together and um, uh, prevent this uh, particular syndrome from happening. Can I sit here and tell you that this is what is the major cause of it? No, but it is uh, in um, research that I've looked into in years past, um, this has been brought to the forefront more times than not, and I don't think anybody has ever proved it that you know, in a particular uh, uh, bird that there is um, um, a problem with it uh, as far as... Um, Showing that it you know it is deficient in a particular bird, but showing that the deficiency does uh, allow this to happen. Um, but the funny part about it is supplementation with with uh, with choline uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it still won't happen either. So there's a lot of uh, research that probably needs to be done and may be ongoing as we speak. I don't know, but uh, you know as things come along, I'll fill people in on 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 what it is. Um, 
but again, it may, it may be that just the fact that uh, these uh, lipotropic agents, um, it may be their digestibility too. There are issues with uh, amino acids and and so on being uh, uh, digestible. When we look at charts that the government has put out over the years as to the nutritional value of a particular uh, uh, feedstuff or forage, um, it may not necessarily be true because uh, you know the the uh, a lot of these charts and stuff were made m- many years ago. So we look at digestible how things are digested and whether the digestibility of a particular uh, uh, foodstuff and how those amino acids and so on are uh, absorbed and and uh, digested from that uh, uh, food source. So it, it may be any number of these, combination of these things that leads to this um, fatty liver hemorrhagic syndrome um, that may or may not become a, more of a problem, but I, it's it's a little bit surprising to see it in the backyard community. Um, and again, one of the reasons why I brought it back up and thought it was worthy of at least running back through what it is. Uh, I think that that um, supplementation of of, uh, of diets, because uh, again, going back to your normal food supply that you buy at the feed store. Uh, it is supplemented usually with the, uh, the the choline. It certainly is with the methionine for sure. So staying with that and staying away from the treats may help prevent it, maybe not. Um, but I certainly would uh, look at those two things as as being plus factors for uh, you know keeping it away from from. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm not a big fan of of uh, treats and, and junk food and stuff. So I think that uh, by you know, by doing that and controlling birds' weight, don't allow them to get you know, too fat. Uh, if they're getting too fat, you got to you know make some adjustments to their diet in some way, shape, or form. But um, there, there was also a study that I read not too long ago uh, where they were trying to look at using um, ground flaxseed uh, to try to um, uh, alleviate the situation. Uh, while it did uh, uh, um, reduce the amount of uh, fat in the liver, it did not. Uh, prevent the syndrome, so that's not the answer either. So um, it'll be interesting to see how research goes down the road by using uh, uh, known antioxidants, and we may hit on something down the road—a combination of things that that do work uh, to keep the syndrome from from happening. As we all know, um, the uh, natural substances are coming to the forefront. I wrote a, uh, a recent article for the winter edition of the. Uh, Chicken Whisper yep. magazine that I think is quite helpful, and uh, looking forward to it being published. I think it's it's the start of of a new era of uh, making a changing of the old guard to the uh, to the to what actually is actually old. Some of the remedies have been touted around for uh, some five thousand years, but uh, now that we get a better understanding of how they work, why they work, and so on, and I'll write more about it as we go on. Sounds good. Yes, yeah, and over that fact check a little bit earlier for you, and uh, we'll get that printed up for the uh, winter issue that should be out uh, probably around the second week of December. So people can look for that uh, digitally in their email, and of course, if you subscribe to the print edition, that'll be in their mailbox probably around the second week um, of December. So that'll be great. It, you know, I'm turning into Dr. McRae. She, I can hear her saying now in, in the back of my brain, you know, it would be a great study for somebody to um, figure out or to do a study to see if backyard birds seem to be 
fatter, uh, more obese than than maybe others that are out there, whether it be the commercial flocks, whether it be even pasture raised or, or, or other flocks that are for sale or for commerce uh, to see if it's just the, the typical backyard pet chicken is seems to be more overweight because of the and we see it. Oh, I gave them oatmeal and blueberries for breakfast, and then for lunch they got cantaloupe, and then for dinner I gave them a ground beef multi mixer. Uh, meatloaf I've seen with ground beef and all this other crap in it. So it would be interesting to see. Um and if um and, and to see if, if vets and, and uh um state poultry labs are seeing more of this fatty liver disease from the mm-hmm. backyard pet chicken. That would be a great one I can hear Dr. McCray talking about that right now. So uh we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Great show. Something we all need to be aware of and look out for, especially maybe if we have those pet chickens that we like to spoil with extra treats. It's something to be aware of that, uh, you know, too much of a good thing can not be a good thing. So um, we appreciate you coming on. Have a great Thanksgiving with your family. Take some time off, relax, and uh, we'll see you next month. Okay. You too, Andy. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. That's uh, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State vetsupply.com and today's topic was fatty liver Uh, and here I got a little something for everybody again Thanks for staying tuned today and a great topic, a great guest. And we do hope you have an absolutely wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with family and friends. Take some time out to enjoy your family and friends and enjoy this holiday season. We'll see you next week right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. God bless everybody. (laughs) 